Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, April 28th. Be grateful always to others, to life, to God. Express appreciation for everything, appreciation and gratitude even for such tests as suffering will attract to you the blessing of increasing abundance. Swami is tying together many different positive attitudes here and a a collection of divine laws. One of the laws of prosperity is gratitude and appreciation. The more grateful we are for whatever we have, the more magnetism we develop that in turn will attract more to us. Um, If you have an attitude of lack, if you have an attitude of nobody loves me, nobody takes care of me, I mean, just think of it, let's just think of it in terms of the, the attracting love from other people. If you're loving by nature, if you if you're giving to other people, if you're always appreciative of who people are and what they do for you, oh, you're so sweet to me with your many attentions, how kind of you, you write a little note, thank you so much for the favor that you did for me, not as a manipulative thing, but as a genuine feeling from your own heart. Your heart is always flowing out in, in ways that, that create a, a beautiful, loving world around you. If you're thinking all the time, nobody really likes me, they, they really don't want to do anything for me, even those people are nice to me, they're, they don't really mean it, they're just being like that, you know, because they have to be. I mean, really, how much fun is such a person? How inclined would you be when you think, oh, I need a relaxing afternoon? I think I'll call this curmudgeonly person who's always worried about himself, and no matter what I do for him, it's never enough, and he doesn't even believe me when I say that I mean well. I'm, How attracted would you be? I mean, it's just common sense. And the laws of of magnetism and the universal laws, they're not some sort of esoteric system created by incomprehensible, you know, judges and lawyers and policemen just outside our view. They are the, the, the collection of life experience of telling us what's true. Think of it also in terms of when you, when you give somebody something. If you, if you give somebody a gift and you see them using it effectively, taking good care of it, um, cherishing it, you know, if it's, a, if it's a delicate teacup, you know, you see it being put away carefully. You don't see it at the bottom of the dish drainer with a heavy cast iron pot on top of it, you know, as if who cares what happens to it. And you see that they appreciate it and they bring it out to you when you're a guest or they use it carefully when somebody special is around them or they send you a picture of drinking tea out of it. You know, just all these things that would show that I really appreciate that you give this cup to me. It's fun that I'm holding this particular one because this was the cup that I always used when Swami would come when he used to stay in my house and I would serve him tea. This was his cup. So I, I let it run through the normal cycle of cup use in my house, but every time I have it in my hand, I remember, well, that's his cup. And even recently, there was a picture published when he passed in 2013. I think most of you know that. 
but he was in the he was at the temple here in Palo Alto where I live, the Ananda Temple. And it was this particular cup was sitting right on the table next to him. So it particularly renewed it to me. So obviously, you see, I have a great affection for this cup, and I'm very, very careful with it. And whenever I share it with anyone, I tell them about it. I tell them this is a very special cup. What if this cup meant nothing to me? What if I just threw it on the ground and really didn't care whether it was broken or not? Would you be inclined to want to buy me another one? Why would you? And so what he's talking about is common sense. If you think of it in the material world, common sense. If you think of it in human relationships, and as above, so below. So what is true on the most mundane level is true because it's also true on more and more subtle levels. And just because the reality of it becomes non-physical and therefore not something we can hold in our hand and discern with our eyes, it does not mean that the magnetic force is any less real. So appreciation, gratitude creates abundance, whether that's love, whether that's money, whether that's health, whether that's friendship, you know, whatever it might be. Now, again, karma plays a small role, and you may have be balancing karma from past lives. So it's not a one-to-one. Well, I was appreciative for two whole weeks and nothing good came from it. But if we, even especially, especially if we're impoverished on any level, where the inclination would be to remain crabby and unappreciative, especially if we're impoverished, we have created a magnetism in which there is a lack of abundance. And that has been created by wrong past actions in the past. Wrong actions in the past, whether it was the past of this incarnation that we can remember, or whether it is the past of reincarnations we no longer remember, but are still at play because of our karma. That's what karma is, that they're still at play. If we want it to be different, we have to start at the most fundamental level of magnetism. So it actually gets to be a lot of fun to try to find something to appreciate and find something to be grateful for. It sounds like a... I mean, let me, let's put it like this. Sometimes people who are deliberately sunny like that are mocked for being naive. But it isn't at all naive. It's actually exceedingly subtle. And at the very least, think about how you yourself feel even to attract an abundance of vitality and enthusiasm. I mean, our lives, if we, feel, if we have vital energy and enthusiasm, think how much more easily our lives go. I, I saw a very interesting, um, it was a TED talk, actually, that someone sent to me. And the man had been through a very serious bout of very serious depression. And he, he put forward a, 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 an observation from his own experience. He said, people think the opposite of depression is happiness. He said, the opposite of depression is vitality. And, and that, was, that was a really interesting statement to me. Because what happens when you're depressed is you don't have any vitality. And you don't have any enthusiasm. And there you become frozen. You can't, you can't do things. You just stop. You know, and of course, in its most extreme form, which this man had hit, you become virtually catatonic with it. But vitality is what, what we want to have and enthusiasm. And so it is, those are qualities that we can de- deliberately generate by an act of will 
because we recognize that it, it is I who will benefit the most from generating these attitudes because the origin point is the most powerful. And I can complain about everyone else, but what will happen is that I will be living in a world in which there's always something to complain about. And you know, the world will cooperate by giving us lots of examples because <clears throat> this is a world of light and shadow. But the world will go on its own, but I will be living in a vibration of criticism and lack of appreciation, if that's what I've chosen, or of gratitude and of joy. I've read stories. I, I used to read a lot of books I don't feel the, uh, of this type. I don't feel the need to do it as much anymore. Of really intensely challenging situations that people have lived through and how they coped and how they got through it. Um, people in concentration camps, in prisons, in, in gulags, um, just various, in, in ill health, hospitals, things like that. And I remember particularly one story that I'm thinking of. It was a story from the Second World War and it had people who'd been in concentration camp and had lived through it. And the man was talking about how much there was that was so awful, he said, and then how thrilling it was one night when there was a beautiful sunset. And, and he talked about just how, how, how transformative it was for him suddenly to have something to love and appreciate. And it, it, it became for him the realization that it, it was within himself that the attitude had changed. It was sparked by something outside of himself, but the experience was internal. Um, and this is also in Dr. Uh, Viktor Frankl's book, Search for Meaning, which is also a story through a concentration camp. He was a 24-year-old psychiatrist when he was taken by the Nazis. His wife and his other members of his family, everyone died but him. And he was four years, some long period of time, he survived. He became a very famous psychiatrist, and he developed a form of psychotherapy, which was the search for meaning. And what he discovered, and what he wrote about in his really wonderful book, Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, was that if a person could find meaning in any situation, it would give them hope, faith, and even joy. If there was a reason for what was happening, and if there's a reason for what's happening, then there's also gratitude for what's happening. This is what Swami says. Be appreciative and grateful, even for the hard tests that bring suffering, because that attitude will bring you an abundance of, of the same type, not an abundance of suffering. But when we begin to realize the power and the freedom that can come to us from being able to face into very difficult things and realizing that within us is the power to transcend them. I mean, that becomes a wealth that absolutely no experience can touch. And that's what Viktor Frankl was observing and then describing. He said, it was as a psychiatrist, because there he was, he was a psychiatrist in the midst of this weird experiment that he'd been thrown into. And he just watched the effect of all these different attitudes on people. And he watched those who, 
who could somehow not rebel against their circumstance, but feel within it that this is purposeful. This is taking me somewhere that I want to go. And you see, inherently in that is an attitude of gratitude. I myself, when faced with some very difficult tests over the course of my life, nothing, I'm not talking about anything like that, my, my trials tend to be internal within myself. My, my, life, my life is not dramatic externally. It's all inner battles of consciousness that I fight. But over time, I've really developed a profound appreciation for very difficult experiences. It's because I realize things about myself that I never could have learned. It's just, it's just, it's like you, you don't want to admit it. But I've really come to admit it. And over the course of time, time is a, a great friend in, the, in spiritual progress. Because when things happen, if you've had some experience, you realize, oh, this is really terrible. But it's going to be good in the end. Because in order for me to get through this, I'm going to, I'm going to, to realize a strength within myself that I, I'm not aware of now. And then once I have that strength in myself and that confidence, you see, what makes us afraid? What makes us afraid is the concern that we can't cope. And once we discover that we can cope much more, much better than we think we can, Master said something, the purpose of tests is not to break our spirit, but to awaken within us the realization that we are infinitely powerful and that victory is always at hand. So no matter what comes to you, you just think, oh, isn't this wonderful? This is so much more difficult and so much more awful than anything I would ever have asked for. (laughs) Isn't this marvelous? God has all this faith in me and he's gifting me with this wonderful divine opportunity. You can also be honest. Thank you very much, sir. If there was a choice, I would rather not have this. But if there is no choice, then hand hand in hand, we'll go through this. And even, I'm talking in grand ways, but let's just talk in little ways. You know, just look at the world around you and see something to enjoy in it. See something to appreciate in it. Every time somebody comes within your aura or anytime an old friend comes or you see your children or you see your wife, think specifically of something that you love about them and offer it. If, if, if appropriate, say it out loud. But certainly within, in your heart, oh, look at my wife. She's bringing me my coffee just the way I want it. You know, look at my husband. He's gone out to turn on the car before I have to go out there in this cold weather so it'll be warm before I can go out. Oh, look at my husband. He has so much trust in my willingness to help him that he's left all his dirty clothes on the floor again. (laughs) Isn't that an adorable quality about him? No matter how often I tell him not to do this, he just does it every time. He just so believes in my good nature. (laughs) Or isn't this amazing? You know, that he could be told a hundred times. And still, for some reason, he doesn't remember Oh, well, at least he doesn't drink. <laughs> you know, <laughs> There's always something to appreciate when people come sometimes to complain about the people around them. I'll often ask, ask them that question. Is he a drug addict? Does he abuse you? Is he a womanizer? Does he gamble all your money away? You know, like what you're talking about 
is an inconvenience. I agree. There are real problems in the world. This isn't one of them. That's often what I say when things are going on around us and aren't going as well as we might like them to go. You know, this is an inconvenience. This is even a major inconvenience. But this is not really a problem. There are real problems in the world. And you can just keep turning it like that. And if you can keep turning it, you can always find a reason for appreciation and gratitude. Then you begin to create around yourself such a magnificent aura of positive goodness that abundance of the same type will flood into you. So, my friends, be grateful always to others, to life, to God. Express appreciation for everything. Appreciation and gratitude, even for such tests as suffering, will attract to you the blessing of increasing abundance. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.